Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's hour two on this Meet Friday. Patriots have a new head coach. They didn't have to go very far to get him. Gerard Mayo, he is replacing Bill Belichick. And apparently, they established a firm contractual succession plan in a prior contract and communicated that to the NFL. No need to go through a lengthy hiring process So Mike Vrabel, most people thought, would be on that wish list, and apparently there was no wish list. There was no other coaching candidate here. It was written into his contract that he would succeed Bill Belichick. Our good buddy Tom Curran, who covers the Patriots, said that they were looking at doing this next year, that Belichick would be the coach this upcoming season, and then Gerard Mayo would succeed Bill Belichick. Belichick still... 15 wins shy of Don Shula. Now, that's interesting as well, because unless he won 15 games, now I guess they're thinking they would have been a little bit better this last year or the year before that he would break Don Shula's record as a New England Patriot head coach, but that won't be the case now. 877-3DP-SHOW, that's the phone number if you'd like to get in touch with us. Operator Tyler standing by. Good morning if you're watching on Peacock. That's our streaming partner, And yes, it is a meat Friday. In case you're wondering, what's on the Traeger grills? Well, we don't disappoint. We have Italian beef sandwiches and waffle fries. Also, I said, could we throw in some vegetables? Because maybe we need some vegetables. We get ready for uh, poolside in Las Vegas. So a roasted broccoli with Parmesan is thrown in there as well. Yes, Eaton. Sounds great. Thank you. That Parmesan's not going to help the beach, the, uh, beach bod <laughs> poolside part, but that's okay. Shred fast. And uh, we made the announcement yesterday on the newsletter at 6 Eastern that we would be at the Fountain Blue, brand new hotel, and they have uh, rolled out the red carpet, literally rolling out the red carpet for us. We will be doing our show poolside, and uh, it's early, 6 a.m. until uh, 9 a.m. and uh, local time. You can join us, too. Go to danpatrick.com, and tickets are available. I don't think there are any more tickets available for Friday, but go there, and uh, they're free. So if you'd like to join us in the studio audience, that would be wonderful. We would love to see you. Yes, Todd? Pool party with the shorties, for those of us not already attached. I don't know what we got. 
Who? What is those of us? That's Including not myself. you. No, you're attached. I, you know, I'm saying for those for those that are not attached, that would be like our group would be attached. But for others that are looking to kind of kick a beach ball around, have a little mm. wild pool party. I'm picturing that. That would be nice. Okay. Oh, I'm sure you're picturing that. <laughs> That's got a very certain like voyeuristic yeah, intent that is it's called creepy unsettling. Yeah, i can't participate i have to just kind of unsettling voy- yeah. french for creepy yeah yeah we're not doing that no not kicking the beach ball around but what goes on in vegas that's right yeah Poolside. who knows what's gonna happen <laughs> i don't know what lives in your head ben <laughs> i i don't know what's in there and maybe i don't want to know probably not all righty uh, poll question for hour two is going to be uh, what? Seton O'Connor, Ross Tucker, our good buddy, will join us in about twenty minutes from now. We got a couple up there right now working. Uh, we have the head coach most likely to be fired if they lose this weekend. <laughs> That's from the always negative Todd Fritz. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Friday Fritzy. Always negative. Someone's getting next. Mike McCarthy, uh, Sean McDermott, Nick Sirianni. Okay. Uh, we also have what's the toughest weather to play in? Uh, this is a Pauly. No, oh, okay. if you didn't know. Uh, hard rain, hard snow, hard winds, uh, extreme heat or humidity. They all have their own challenges. Well, if you said I could play a playoff game right now, would I want to have snow, wind? Would I want to have rain? Or would I want to have heat and humidity? Uh, I'm going to take the heat and humidity. That's what you want. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. Well, the poll question is toughest weather to play uh, football. And right now getting 0% of the vote is hard wind. Nobody's concerned about wind. Uh, but rain? Yeah, but wind and snow? Well, wind and snow is different. Oh. Just oh. wind. If it's just a windy day, nobody oh, really cares oh, okay. about that in our audience. Okay. All right. Snow only has 18% of the vote. But hard rain uh, is at uh, 45 and then you've got extreme heat. Yeah, I, I don't want to play in heavy rain. No, nah, that stinks. Yeah. But you got, you know, the weather conditions in Buffalo are going to play be a factor here in this game with the Steelers. But it's going to be snowy and windy there. Steelers are 10-point underdogs. Yes, Todd? What about a hail for an hour and then the sun comes out the rest of the way, but you just got to get through the hail. How about we just stay quarter? with the candidates that we have here, okay? You could have chimed in a long time ago when we were coming up with these questions, and you never. Came I, know, up I was thinking about the pool party. Yes, in Vegas. you were kicking a beach ball. We're going through biblical plagues right now. If there were locusts that were happening to <laughs> cicadas, uh, how, how would that? Yeah, there was a game in 1953 when locusts did come down. Thank you, Todd. Yes, significant Paul. impact. <laughs> what about like when you play golf? You wind is the toughest, right? I mean, I know not physically tough. Well, oh, rain but, is tough. But on your golf game, I've always heard that golfers hate crosswinds. Well, if it's a matter of there's raining and I can't hold on to my golf club, oh, yeah. it doesn't matter what, you know, the winds. Like, I'm, I'm okay if I can hold on to the club. You, you can sort of figure out what you need to do. But if you can't hold on to the club, then, you know, rain is, that, that's not your friend. Not your friend at all. All right. We'll get some phone calls here. Any other games that could be uh, weather-related? I know we talked about Buffalo and Pittsburgh. And Kansas City, we know the cold. Tyreek Hill basically said, hey, it doesn't matter. You know, once you get out there and you start playing, it, it's when you start playing, it's one thing. It's when you have to go to the sidelines and you have to sit over there for a little while, then you go back in. Or when you go in at halftime, that's when it starts to seep in a little bit. It's like, man, 
gets right into your bones there, right into the joints. Um, we say good morning. If you're watching on Peacock, our radio affiliates around the country, numbering nearly 400 cities. We've talked a lot about what's happened with the, the Patriots in the last 24 hours. Gerard Mayo is taking over, former player for the Patriots, assistant coach with the Patriots, and now he succeeds Bill Belichick. Mike Vrabel didn't even get an interview. So Mike Vrabel's still out there. And this is where, if you're an owner, I got Vrabel, Pete Carroll, and Bill Belichick. Now, Mike Vrabel's going to get a job. The question is, is it a job that doesn't have an opening, a vacancy right now? Bill Belichick, is it the same for him? Now, Atlanta has an opening. His name has been mentioned. What about Pete Carroll, if Pete wants to coach again? Pete with the Chargers would be wonderful. That would be awesome. But I don't know if Pete's going to get that opportunity. Bill Belichick, where does he want to coach? Uh, is Dallas going to be a possibility? If they don't get to the NFC title game, is that going to be an opening? If Philadelphia loses to Tampa Bay this weekend, could that possibly be an opening? And then Buffalo, if Buffalo would happen to lose to the Steelers, could that be a coaching vacancy? Yes, Todd. Can't you picture Buffalo staying in the division? He's used to the cold weather after losing four Super Bowls way back in the day. Well, it has to open up. Yeah, I can see him but there. If the Bills were to lose that game and they're like, you know what? And with some of the other things that happened recently with McDermott and Bill Belichick is there and interested in sticking it to his former team twice a year, let's go. I have no idea. Well, I don't know if Bill can say, I'm going to stick it to the Patriots. That I mean, would be in the back of his mind. That would be kind of nice. That wouldn't I mean, be the reason he takes the job, but on top of everything else. Well, they didn't screw Bill Belichick. No, but it sounded at least initially like he kind of wanted to stay, didn't it? Well, he was willing to relinquish some power, and then they realized that's going to be awkward. You know, it was just like, Bill, here's the reality of this. We have a candidate contractually to succeed you. We're going to speed this up because it was supposed to be after 2024. Next season, they decided they were going to speed it up. Yeah, Paul. Based off that report, I've been thinking about something since you said it. If Bill Belichick had a plan in place to yield uh, the team to Gerard Mayo after the 2024 season, does that mean he had a plan in place to retire from football? I think only if he had surpassed Don Shula in the all-time victory list. Right. And I wonder if, if we, we assume he's going to go coach another team here. I, I wonder if that's over assumption because maybe he's going to retire. Maybe he doesn't care about a record. He's got the record of rings. That's the real record. I just wonder if he was planning on retiring after the 2024 season. I don't know. I don't know if anybody will get that opportunity to ask him anytime soon because he's not going to be in front of the media for a while. Yeah, Doesn't have to talk to them anymore. But, yeah, I would want to know. I would want to know, did Bill Belichick know that Gerard Mayo had this in his contract he was going to succeed him after the 2024 season? If you had the uh, victories, 15 victories, to surpass Don Shula... Were you going to coach elsewhere, or were you going to retire? I'd be, I'd be curious about that. Yeah, Seaton. But if he does get there yeah. to the all-time wins list, that he might hold on to that for a while. I mean, what, Andy Reid is the closest to and him? Andy Reid could retire. And, he, and Andy Reid's, like, I don't know, 50 games shy or something like that. Yeah. Andy Reid is not going to coach long enough, I don't think. To uh, approach that, and then after that, it's uh, I think what Mike Tomlin is the longest tenured coach right now. So he, I mean, he's he's a and ways there, off. Too. Well, there's a possibility that Mike Tomlin could maybe take a year off, or maybe retires 
from coaching goes into TV. I'm just telling you all this stuff that I've heard, just like Pete Carroll. When I got a heads up, Pete Carroll, that, you know, he might, uh, his job might be in jeopardy. I hadn't heard anything, but I was told that. And all of a sudden, here you go. Mike Vrabel, who would have thought? Bill Belichick a year early, who would have thought? So you, you know, you just, you have to have an open mind when it comes to this, that there are possibilities that this could happen here. And Buffalo with uh, Sean McDermott or Dallas with Mike McCarthy, Philadelphia, Nick Sirianni. Yeah, Paul. You mentioned Andy Reid. He's 65 years old. He pretty much has a ticket to the Hall of Fame with what he's done recently. He's in a lot more commercials. He's a lot more open and friendly. I'm sure he could snag a media job in 10 seconds. That You're saying you wouldn't be surprised. No, I would not if Andy Reid stepped down. If, let's say, Kansas City loses in the divisional round or the AFC title game, let's say. I, I could see Andy Reid stepping down. Now, I don't have any information. This is by choice that I could see that happening. Mike Tomlin, there's enough of, and, and they're not reports, it's just talk. You know, could somebody reach out? And I talked to a TV executive earlier in the week, and that's why I brought it up. You know, that he's going to be on the short list of, you know, you look at some of these pregame shows, you might say, hey, Mike Tomlin would be great sitting on that set. You know, young, younger coach, uh, Hall of Fame resume, and not doing games, but a studio analyst. I don't know if Mike Tomlin is interested in doing that. I can only tell you this TV executive said he would be on the short list here, just like Sean McVay was. Uh, Sean Payton, Mike Tomlin would be there and probably supersede those guys because Mike Tomlin can be good TV. That's what I was told. So they just who would think that you would have Belichick out, Pete Carroll out, Mike Brabel out, maybe Mike Tomlin and maybe Andy Reid as possibilities because the other ones, that happened already. And you start to look at Mike Brabel. Where's Mike Brabel going to end up? What if Mike Tomlin decides that he's going to take a year off or two? Mike Vrabel played in Pittsburgh. Could you see him? Certainly looks like a Pittsburgh kind of guy, although we thought he was a New England kind of guy too. Uh, and then what's going to happen with some of these other coaching vacancies? Also, Alabama has a coaching vacancy, and there's a lot of speculation. All it is is speculation. Kalen DeBoer, the Washington head coach, is on the short list of candidates. Now, that's nobody's reported that. It's just people are collectively looking at those who could be on the short list. Um, I can only tell you, you know, what I've said before from my source. Uh, Tommy Reese, the offensive coordinator, Saban thinks highly of him. Uh, he hasn't been a head coach, but maybe you start with somebody who's really young, um, and maybe maybe a little less pressure in house. If you bring in Sark or Lane Kiffin or Kalen DeBoer, you know, it's almost like when John Shire took over for Mike Krzyzewski. You know, it was like, okay, there's a succession plan, kind of ease in there, and you could carry the torch. But I asked if Nick Saban was going to be involved in the coaching search. I was told that he won't be involved hands-on, but they would probably, you know, check with him, obviously, on certain candidates here. But... uh Kalen DeBoer was supposed to do a radio interview this morning on the flagship station for Husky football, KJR, and uh, canceled. 
And then we began to speculate, you know, and it wasn't a paid appearance. He was just going to go on uh, the radio show. And then we were told he's meeting with the athletic director at the University of Washington. So maybe we find out something in the next two hours while we're still on the air, but uh, maybe it's a contract extension with UW. Uh, Or it could be an exit interview where he's taking the Alabama job. But I was told that, that they, from what I was told, Alabama expects to have their coach by this weekend. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Once again, Ross Tucker, our good buddy, will join us coming up here in a little bit. Also, Dylan, the graphics guy, part of the Gambling Podcast, he will uh, join us. He has a seven-leg parlay. He has a bet on all of the games coming up this weekend, Saturday, Sunday, and, of course, on Monday night. Uh, Let me see. Anything else needs to be mentioned? Did we settle on the poll question for hour two, Seton? Yeah, we got a couple of them working right now. Um, We also have the uh, coach most likely to be fired if they lost this week, which is a tough one. Mike McCarthy, Sean McDermott, Nick Sirianni. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you could see them all happening if they were to all lose. Yeah, I think if Mike Rabel's been fired, Pete Carroll has been fired, Bill Belichick has been let go, then you can't go, well, that's, that's out of the realm of possibilities. It feels like everything's in play. Which is kind of crazy. Yes. It feels like all three of those are in play, but would still be like, wow. You know, not exactly shocking, but damn, it's rough out there. All right, let me take a break. Ross Tucker will join us. Big Mike Golick will join us in an hour from now. We're back after this on the Dan Patrick Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, we're Covino and Rich. Fox Sports Radio every day, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. But here's the thing. We never have enough time to get to everything we want to get to. And that's why we have a brand new podcast called Overpromised. You see, we're having so much fun in our two-hour show, we never get to everything. Honestly, because this guy is overpromising things we never have time for. Yeah, you blubber lips. Blaming me. Well, you know what? It's called Overpromise. You should be good at it because you've been overpromising women for years. Well, it's a Covino and Rich after show, and we want you to be a part of it. We're going to be talking sports, of course, but we're also going to talk life and relationships. And if Rich and I are arguing about something or we didn't have enough time, it will continue on our after show called Overpromised. Well, if you don't get enough Covino and Rich, make sure you check out Overpromise and also uncensored, by the way, so maybe we'll go at it even a little harder. It's going to be the best after-show podcast of all time. There you go. Overpromising. And remember, you could see it on YouTube, but definitely join us. Listen to Overpromised with Covino and Rich on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody. Game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that, but there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go... You can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. 
You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. He's Ross Tucker, our good buddy, the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. He has got double duty on Westwood One Radio this weekend. In the booth with Kevin Harlan, Saturday Night Dolphins at the Chiefs, then working the sidelines Sunday night, Rams and the Lions. Okay, let me start with the weather in Kansas City, and what role does that play in this game? Well, first of all, Dan, you'll appreciate this because I knew I'd be getting two games this weekend. I knew one would be sideline and one would be in the booth. So when my boss, Howie Denneroff, said, okay, Saturday night you're in Kansas City, <laughs> I thought, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Last I checked, they're calling for negative 15. I thought he was putting me on the sideline. <laughs> Thank goodness I'll be in the booth. It has a major impact. Now, listen, I played in one of the 10 coldest games in Buffalo Bills franchise history, which, ironically, Dan, was in Cincinnati. Cincinnati's like... On the Kentucky border, I had no idea it got that cold in Cincinnati. I mean, it was freezing. It was so bad that after the game, you had to start your shower almost cold, like lukewarm at best. Otherwise, your skin would sting. It would, I mean, it stung anyway, but the warmer the water, the more it would sting your skin from the frostbite. The important thing to note about the weather is the ball expands. It gets harder. It's hard as a rock. So when I was a center, Dan, I hated the colder it was because I don't have huge hands, right? So the bigger the ball would get, the harder it is, the harder it would be for me to grip. So what does that mean? That means that's an issue for the quarterbacks. It's definitely 
an issue for the receivers because it's like they're catching a rock that is as hard as you can imagine, full of air. Plus, I think it leads to a couple fumbles. It's almost like you're you're carrying this uh, this balloon that's totally filled to the max, and it's it's waiting and ready to pop out. It's going to have an impact on the game for sure. And then Buffalo, 10-point favorites with wind and snow up there. How does that impact that game? Probably helps the Steelers, right? I mean, usually when you're an underdog, especially a big underdog, the worse the weather conditions are, the better it is because it levels the playing field a little bit. I don't know that I feel that way Saturday night with the guys flying up from Miami where it's 70-some degrees and all of a sudden having to experience that in KC. I don't care where you're from originally. It's hard to get your body acclimated to that. Whereas for the Steelers, I think it helps them, right? I mean, I don't envision them throwing the ball over the place anyway. If this becomes a game where both teams have to run the ball a lot, could be an old-school Steelers game. Najee Harris is finally, in my opinion, Dan, started to run like a Steelers running back, you know, like Barry Foster and Bam Morris and uh, Jerome Bettis. I mean, that's kind of this game the way it needs to be for the Steelers, and that's how Najee Harris has been playing. That's how the Steelers' offensive line has been blocking. I think the worse the weather is in Buffalo, the better chance the Steelers have, although it's still very much an uphill climb for them without T.J. Watt. I think I saw a stat where they're 1-10 in 10 without him. The team that may have a coaching change if they lose this weekend. Who are those teams, if any? Yeah. Um, well, it sounds like there's enough speculation out there that it sounds like Dallas is one of them, and that wouldn't surprise me. I mean, if they lose at home to the Packers, I think that would be real bad for Mike McCarthy because there was already some speculation that they might do something Last offseason, I think McDermott probably solidified his position based on these last five games, winning the division, getting a home playoff game, number two seed. But if he lost to the Steelers, there might be some questions asked. And then the last one, because I, you know, I do a lot of stuff in Philadelphia, they're asking it a lot in Philadelphia right now, is Nick Sirianni. Now that would surprise me, but the last couple games, I mean, this stretch, it's been bad, really bad. If they go out there on Monday night, and lay an egg and lose by 20 points, well then, Howie Roseman, the GM, Jeffrey Lurie, the owner, they're going to have to figure out what the heck happened here where the team went from 10-1 and one to totally falling apart, and then they have to decide whether or not Sirianni and whoever you would hire, maybe for both coordinator positions, certainly you would think defensive coordinator, whether or not Sirianni is the right person to get this thing going back on track and, and get the right coordinator hires. He's Ross Tucker, Westwood One CBS sports analyst and a former offensive lineman, spent one season with the New England Patriots. Obviously, very emotional for you, for Bill Belichick to uh, step down there, I'm guessing, right? Well, all your great memories with Bill Belichick? I, I think you might have asked me this before. I think he said something to me three or four times the whole time. When I first got signed that day, he walked up the steps in like the theater room, the team room, and uh, I stood up to shake his hand, and all he said was, you don't need to get up. That was it. You don't need to get up. Like, I don't even think he said hi. Um, one time, that first week of practice, I fell on the ground, and he had this unbelievable ability, Dan, to like say something to you without even looking at you or letting people know he was – he walked by me, 
And all I heard was somebody in the corner of my ear say, stay off the effing ground, will you? <laughs> That's it. That was it. It was really, it was a bonding experience. Um, a couple weeks later, we played the Jags in the playoffs, and my, my college teammate was starting at center, and he said, again, walked by, never made eye contact. We got half the freaking Princeton team in this game, okay? <laughs> and then uh, and then they traded me, and I actually talked to him for the first time. They traded me. I went in his office and everything. I sat down. He told me why they were trading me to Cleveland. So, yeah, it was emotional. Um, all the pictures, all the memories, the moments we have. I will say this, though, Dan, in all sincerity, I, mean, I got a lot of questions about this. So now it comes out that it was written into Mayo's contract – that he was Belichick's successor, right? I guess I'm assuming that Belichick knew about that and was okay with that, but it's still a little awkward, right? I mean, if you're the successor, don't you want to take over and start making the $6 million or $8 million, whatever it says in the contract? Like, Mayo's probably making a million bucks, maybe two, and it probably says in the contract, well, when you take over, you're making six, seven, or eight, whatever it is, don't you want that to happen as soon as possible? Yeah, but it was written into the contract. You don't want Belichick to coach three more years? No, it was written into the contract 2024 was when this was supposed to take place, that he would take over for Belichick next season. And therefore, they probably thought when they signed this deal that Belichick would surpass Don Shula in the all-time victory list. Uh, but still, if you're Belichick, you're, you're signing up for that, literally signing up for that, that you and the Patriots – at some point, no, you're going to part ways here. He was trying to keep his job, I think, for maybe one more year. But, you know, it's written in Mayo's contract, so he got the succession plan. So it was just kind of strange that Belichick would then just move on from the Patriots after 2024. Yeah, and I'd also say this, Dan. I think it's a missed opportunity by the Patriots, right? What's so interesting is that when you play in New England, and I was there 05 and then 06, all they talk about is the process, the process, the process, right? It's not about the results. It's about the process. I'm a little surprised, Dan, that the Patriots didn't use this opportunity to at least interview some other guys. I mean, they've been bad the last few years. Why not pick the brains of some of these coaching candidates and say, what the heck do you think is going on with us? Like, why, why are we so bad? What would you do, Ben Johnson or Mike Vrabel? Like, whoever, what would you do if we made you the head coach to just give the job to Mayo? And by the way, everybody raves about him. I don't know him that well, but literally everybody says he's awesome, great guy. Maybe he'll be an awesome coach. But I'm just surprised that such a process-oriented franchise didn't interview anybody. Because also, if you interview people, Dan, then you can say, yeah, we interviewed these six guys, but Mayo was clearly the best. Instead, if you just give it to Mayo, man, if he gets off to a bad start or if things don't go well, you're really opening yourself up to heavy criticism regarding the process or lack thereof. Well, also, you're going to have a rookie coach who's never been a head coach, and you're probably going to have a rookie quarterback in there, maybe again. Now, I know it worked for Houston, but they're an outlier when it comes to a rookie coach and a rookie quarterback. And, Dan, you're hiring the head coach before you hire the GM, yeah. which creates a very unique dynamic, right? Like, usually the GM is kind of the coach's boss because the GM is looking out not only for the short-term interest of the, of the franchise, but the long-term. Whoever they hire as GM, 
they're not Mayo's boss. I mean, that Mayo's going to be part of hiring them. I mean, and they had nothing to do with Mayo getting hired. It's a really strange dynamic, if you ask me. The most attractive coaching vacancy is one. I think it's I think it's hard not to say the Chargers. And, and I'm aware of their cap issues for next year, but you can manipulate the cap a lot. You can you can restructure contract. Look, they could just take all the pain this year and then be good to go 2025 and beyond, or they can restructure guys, manipulate guys. What's the thing that all these open jobs have in common, right? The Titans and the Falcons and the Raiders and the Patriots and whoever, they don't have good quarterbacks. They don't, they don't have top 20 quarterbacks. You, it, it's really hard to win or have sustained success without a top 20 guy. All these guys that got fired, none of them have top 20 guys. You could argue maybe Pete Carroll, Geno Smith still top 20 maybe, but they were they made the playoffs last year, winning record this year. The Chargers have a top 10 guy. Nobody disputes that. That should be where you'd want to go because I don't care about the draft choices in Washington or New England. You could draft the guy, and it might be C.J. Stroud, or it might be Bryce Young. And you don't know which. Nobody does. It's a 50-50 proposition, it feels like. I'm going to the Chargers. I think they got lower expectations out there. The media is not that bad. And you have Justin Herbert and some other really good pieces around him. He's Ross Tucker. Have fun this weekend. Saturday night, Kansas City and the Dolphins. He'll be in the booth with Kevin Harlan. And then Sunday night, Rams at the Lions. So, uh, you know, you don't have to – you're walking the sidelines in a dome there. How much pressure is on Jared Goff in this game? Well, yes. First of all, I'm thrilled that I'm on the sideline indoors. I mean, Dan, that the first home playoff game in 30 years, that's going to be bananas. I mean, that's going to be a top five – football environment of my lifetime I think there's pressure on him because of the fact that they're playing the Rams as much as anything else and it's interesting when you hear his quotes this week it he's still not over it so I don't know if that's a positive or a negative I don't know if that's like a a chip on his shoulder but he's a Cali kid who was playing in LA he loved it. He loved everything about California being out there. I think it still bothers him that he got traded to Detroit, and he really wants to show the Rams and McVay that they messed up. I don't know. Maybe that's great, and he goes out and plays really well, or maybe he tries too hard and turns it over a couple times. But there's definitely pressure on him. He'll be the guy next year, but if he really performs poorly – then the people in Detroit will start that conversation up again. Is he the guy that can get us to the next level in the postseason? Have fun this weekend. Thank you, Ross. Thanks, man. I will. That's Ross Tucker, Westwood One CBS Sports Analyst. (laughs) And you got the Lions who are hosting the Rams. And the Rams, to me, are almost uh, kind of equivalent to the Bills, that you just don't want to play them because they're, you know, they, they lost, what, one of their last seven or eight games, and that was overtime to Baltimore? You know, the Rams are fun and dangerous. And you put them indoors in Detroit, man, Detroit favored by three. And, you know, if you're Jared Goff, Jared Goff was, we're going to trade you. We made Detroit take your contract. It wasn't, hey, we want Jared Goff. It's, we'll make this deal. You have to take Jared Goff's contract. So you can imagine how he's going to feel. He'll have a chip on his shoulder for a long time. Uh, Will in Illinois. Hi, Will. What's on your mind today? 
Hey, Will. Thanks, Will. Uh, Buddha in San Francisco. Hi, Buddha. Nobody. Happy Meat Friday, boys. Happy New Year, Fritzy. Uh, remember, Dan, 6 a.m. in Vegas isn't necessarily early, DP. That could be pretty late sometimes. <laughs> but uh, speaking of speaking of Vegas, Dan, I'm seriously having FOMO over the whole Vegas trip, DP. It's, it's a shame I can't make it as a... I'm knee deep in opening a restaurant. I'm, I'm actually I'm getting ready for you guys, Dan. When you come back to San Francisco, so stay tuned. But um, DP, I have a numerology nugget of a stat of a day for Fritzy. If uh, we all we all know what he does with all the how he gets with all the numerology things. So okay, Mark hit me with the OG stat of the day music. VP Christian McCaffrey became the first player in NFL history to match his 2,023 yards from scrimmage to the year of the season, 2023, while wearing the number 23. What? Thank you, Buddha. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Take a break. More phone calls coming up. Big Mike Golick will join us next hour. Back after this. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I mean? even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. 
Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. A couple more phone calls in here. Oh, Fritzy's got a five-minute poll question. He also has mock headlines on the Patriots hiring Gerard Mayo. Is that a bad thing? You didn't really sell it for me there. Okay. It's Friday. We're in a good mood. I know. Why ruin it? Lots of news. <laughs> Why ruin it? Okay. Fair. Do you want to do the mock headlines, or do you want to do your five-minute poll? I have one? to pick one, or we're going to do both? Okay. All right. All right. The five-minute poll was Mayo, question mark? Yes to the coach and the condiment. Yes to the coach, but not the condiment. No to the coach, but yes to the condiment. A hard pass on both. Thank you. Where's your stance on Gerard Mayo as the Patriots' new coach and mayonnaise in general? I hate mayonnaise. Ooh. Yeah. But you're willing to give the coach a shot. Yes, I am. So you go yes to the coach, but not the condiment would be the one that you would pick number <laughs> two you. on that list. Thank I'm, you. Uh, I'm number two on that list, too. I hate mayonnaise, but I'm, I'm cool with the coach. Yeah, I'm fine. Marvin, what about you? I'm cool with both. Okay. Paulie? I know nothing about the coach, but uh, mayo, as long as it's not overwhelming, yeah. used very slight mayo. Light mayo or slight yeah, maybe in an aioli. Yeah, you know, maybe something like that. I mean, okay. It's not always wrong, but just as a standalone. Yeah, nah, less is more. Mayonnaise is boring. Mayonnaise. All right, Todd, you want to do your mock headline? I do, but I first want to ask you: Would you put a little Thousand Island dressing on? No, a I don't like Thousand Island. Oh, really? No, I would. No, I'm all about it. Blue cheese, but not Thousand Island. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Mock headlines. Can we get some music there for mock headlines for Fritzy with Gerard Mayo taking over for Bill Belichick? And here we go. Are Pats in a pickle hiring mayo? Here's your first one, playing off the sandwich thing. Some mayo naysayers don't like hire. What do you, what do you think about those guys? Give the guy a chance. Yeah. <laughs> Timely. Bella, check this out. Gerard's next man up. Oh, no, buddy. Gillette Gerard Cook, right hire by Robert. <laughs> <laughs> I can always count on scene. New leader in New England. That's the boring one. Craft services. Owner replaces genius with mayo. <laughs> okay. I, I think it's Friday and it's late. Well, he suggests I get out of here. Yeah, no, you blow can't through that stop sign. Don't Guys, three laughs. Do you have M anymore? I have two more. Hold the mayo? Just try it. And even though it had nothing to do with Star Wars, mayo the force be with him in Foxborough. Craft services. Owner replaces genius You could have walked away. Paul, he said he knows. He knows these things. Yes, he does. He does. All right. Well, thank you, Todd. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, Nate in Oklahoma. Hi, Nate. Help help us out here. Hey, Dan. How's it going? Great. Hey, I wanted to comment on the uh, the coaching carousel. It's kind of going around. As a Titan fan, I want to thank the University of Alabama, New England Patriots, and Seattle Seahawks for taking all of the attention off of the debacle and highly questionable call that the Titans have made by uh, getting rid of uh, Mike Vrabel. I hope it works out, but my God, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. But I also wanted to thank you for putting uh, my family's Christmas card front and center on your desk. There, it was a it was a cool surprise to see that, and I'm glad you guys uh, got it and you liked it. Thank you, Nate. Yeah, we get a lot of Christmas cards, a lot of wedding invitations, and uh, I get a lot of patches from military, police, uh, first responders, fire departments. So, always love getting those. Uh, right on cue. I told you from my source saying that um, Steve Sarkeesian, 
is not going to go to Alabama, probably use it as leverage to get a new deal at Texas. And there's a report that Sark and Texas are looking at a contract extension. Yes, Pauling? Texas football 37 minutes ago uh, tweeted out, just getting started to coach Sark with a big hype video around him staying like they did with Oregon and Dan Lanning yesterday. Okay. Uh, Frank in Oregon. Hi, Frank. What's on your mind? Yes, I just, uh, well, first time, long time, six foot 200. I just wanted to commend Dan Lanning on his decision of uh, staying head coach of the University of Oregon. Um, he's from the SEC. He had an opportunity uh, to go back to the SEC. Uh, like you said earlier in the show, Dan, uh, Alabama is one of the jobs that uh, if they call, got to pick up the phone. Yeah. And so uh, I'm really excited about his uh, him staying in Oregon and uh, just wanted to see if uh, you could sum up your thoughts about Oregon's future and uh, if Oregon has kind of become maybe – you know, a destination uh, or, you know, what your thoughts are on that. Well, it's always been a destination because, you know, their football program is first class and everything attached to that is first class. But, you know, you're going into the Big Ten and that's a, that's a different world than playing in the Pac-12. And I think that's, that's what's interesting here. I, look, I love when coaches stay. They usually don't. Uh, if they do, they use their success as leverage to get a new deal or they go someplace else. When they do stay, it's great. I'm glad that he's staying. And uh, if he feels like, you know, this is this is home to him, great. Love it. Uh, but once again, I grew up in, in a, a whole different time frame environment where coaches did stay. Now everybody jumps around. Coaches have a transfer portal. They do the same thing. Hey, I'm, if you don't pay me, I'm going. The players are doing that now. Players are saying, look, I'll stay if. If not, I'm going to be in the transfer portal. I get it. Coaches are doing the same thing. Uh, Adam in West Virginia. Hi, Adam. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dan. I got a question about Joe Flacco. I know he's always been Hall very good. Yeah. But if somehow he drives the Browns to the Super Bowl and wins, does that is that a lock for the Hall of Fame for him? No. No. Uh, Jim Plunkett has two Super Bowl wins, and he's not in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I don't think, Paulie, would you check? I don't think Joe Flacco is ever a Pro Bowl quarterback. I, I don't see him even as a Pro Bowl. i got to check, but I don't even see him as an alternate. He was yeah. never named to a Pro Bowl. Great postseason quarterback, but just doesn't have the regular season numbers. I mean, good numbers, and it's it's not like, uh, Baltimore won a Super Bowl in spite of him. They were winning a Super Bowl in part because of Joe Flacco. It's a great story, but, you know, it's it's like Nick Foles, uh, what he did in Philadelphia. Great story. Um, but this is a one and done because you've spent so much money on Deshaun Watson coming back next year. But Joe Flacco, to do this and play at you know, this high a level, it's a... I mean, that's what we love. You get these stories. Get somebody who's, what, 38, 39 years of age out there playing, and he's not Tom Brady. Yes, Marv? What if the Browns get to, like, the conference championship game? There's there's no quarterback controversy. Okay. The only controversy is you spent $230 million guaranteed. That's the controversy. Like, 
Why? Because you were desperate to get somebody to come in and play. Yes, Paul. But you know we love awkwardness. I would love to see like two nice Joe Flacco-led wins, even if they don't make it to the Super Bowl. And then next year, Joe Flacco is on the bench if Deshaun Watson has a slow start, which he did this year. Yeah, not I happening. Lo- I love awkwardness, though. Not happening. Like if you're just Deshaun Watson, you're like, all right, it's awkward, but uh, I'll take my millions. I'll take my two hundred and thirty million. Yeah, Seaton. Do we think a Joe Flacco storyline is better than a CJ Stroud? Yes. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. Because it's more Hollywood. I don't know. Yes. Yes. He won't get back at this point again. CJ Stroud probably will. Uh, Big uh, Michael. <laughs> Michael joins us next. Morons. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 